Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hey guys, it's it's Davido. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you're going to be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. Guys, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you, do you remember the feeling of being in in the Vegas that was new? Do you remember this? Do you remember? I remember. Do you remember? I do. I remember. I remember. That was that was ten years ago, friends. It is the ten year anniversary of New Vegas, and I'm your host, Tom of Robots, with my co-hosts, Dave and Ken. What's up, guys? How's things? Things are great. Um, I'm so joyous, joyous in my heart to see you all again after doing my travels across West Virginia. Yeah, um, how was how that? Many, yeah, well, well, I think the real question here is how many leaves did you peep? I peeped a ton of leaves. Uh, West Virginia has its own leaf map. I'm sure a lot of states have this that track um, foliage and when's the best time to go to different parks or hikes. It was it was very, uh, it was just me and my wife and, and our dogs on a little, our vacation, I would call it. Um, we managed to hit up a few trails. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mainly, mm-hmm. If, you've, if you've gone, mm-hmm. see the area that the trails tend to be mm-hmm. around. Okay, is this, is, this is getting way too long. I really just wanted to know how many leaves you peeped. Yeah, approximately more than five. Got it. We're going to need what, a more we, accurate number. Well, you know where there aren't very many leaves to peep? Where? 
in the deserts around New Vegas. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, Dave. I, I I sounded like a complete jerk. You can go on with your story. It's okay. No. <laughs> Just no. 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 no not going to do it. You'll have, not to gonna do it. you'll have to tune into the post show, um, which you can tune in on uh, to, to find out the rest oh, of it. Oh, no. Well, Matt, the modest in chat wants to hear about your leaf peeping trip. Other people want to know too. I was, I, I, I was, I was totally rude. You're right. I was totally rude. I was, I was fishing for the joke. I have I'm, ways. I have oh, ways of getting sorry. back at you that you will soon find out. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Included that the people. All will, right. People will even notice. Um, <laughs> it was great. I uh, went to Seneca Rocks. That's in a Fallout game. Uh, that hike is kind of crazy wild uh, because technically the way that they measure it is they measure it top down. So it's a 0.7 mile hike. Huh. And I take my dogs on a one mile walk every day. So I was like, and I've done the, I've done this hike before, and I did it in the rain last uh, last time. Wild, crazy wild, huh? Like wild Appalachia. Wild Appalachia. Uh, that hike is straight up a mountain. Uh, so it lies. It's probably three miles. I would say it's 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 a three mile hike. Um, because it's just inclined the whole time. You're going up. You get to the top. So- you see some rocks. I've got another. I've got another next most important question for you. Mm-hmm. While you were out there leaf peeping out in the wilds of Appalachia, did you did you see any cryptids? I didn't see any cryptids. I saw a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not a, my, yeah. Deer's are deer are not cryptid. Uh, so. well, well, if you think about it, if you are think- all animals cryptids? I think there is if an ancient is this a cryptid of the deer god. Yeah, I'm doing the meme one. of the the guy with the butterfly. Um in the sky. Well, that that's butterfly in the sky. Hey, um we got it. We got a show to do about Fallout. You guys want to do the Fallout show or maybe we could just turn this into uh Appalachia stories. I'm going to describe every single leaf that I saw. <laughs> the number of the number of veins on each one. The kind oh, of, no. not only, not only oh, the name of the tree, but the Latin name. Of oh the tree. boy! Oh man! What did we get into? Um, speaking of leaves, I've got clearly got allergies. Look at these eyeballs; they're like, uh, they're just oozing, oozing liquid out of them. It's probably because I'm sad, because we're boys. I don't think we're ever going back to New Vegas. I mean, we could. But there's the whole Microsoft thing, but it's, it wouldn't be the same. Right, it wouldn't be the same. But anyway, later on in the show, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about our New Vegas. It's our New Vegas memories. It's ten years officially as of like what yesterday or something, and uh, at the time of recording, and wonderful memories of a uh, terrible, desolate place with lots of monsters and scary things. But before that, we've got we've got some news to talk about with Fallout seventy six. We do because because it's bomb week, friends. This, what is it, Friday is the 23rd? Is that right? Three days from now. 23rd, uh, Friday. Correct. The 23rd of October, which is the future-versary? How does that work? Because it's 2020, but the bombs fall in 2077. So, um, future-versary of the Great War. The two hours where the bombs dropped everywhere. And so, you know, kind of a big deal in Fallout World. That's kind of our, you know... I don't know, most important date, I guess I would say. 
I don't know if it's the most important date in my Fallout world. My most important day is like the day I met Dog Meat or something like that. I'll need to go and check. That. <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep that. You keep that date in in your head. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah. So we've got a uh, big sale on the Atomic Shop. Did, guys, did you take a look at this yet? Uh, yeah, I, there's a, a a big sale. Not just not in the Atomic Shop per se. It's on Adams. Um, so Atomic Shop and Adams are. Um, so mm-hmm. but there's there's a whole bunch of like packs of stuff too on the atomic shop that are like 40 20 percent off uh i went in earlier and checked them all out there's a bunch of stuff that like has showed back up again That's including cool. some of the stuff that you could only get if you bought like the tricentennial edition or whatever it was called oh. um are now on the atomic shop which some people are of course upset about they're like why did i pay an extra 30 dollars for things that are going to be on the atomic shop later i don't know okay, i don't know why I, you did let me tell you i paid an extra however much to get the tricentennial edition and i i like they can just put those in the atomic shop like that's just i don't care why yeah. <laughs> it's like why should why am i gonna like you, you can't buy a tricentennial edition of fallout 76 anymore you can buy the wastelander or settler or combined pack or whatever you call it but you can't you can't get that anymore um so yeah i don't see yeah. i i i feel like that the locking locking cosmetics behind a, a time gate is kind of weird um especially particularly when it's for money when it's not for money when it's just like a, an event or it's like a oh you've played like you were here for this particular thing like when we all got those um veteran costumes when wastelanders launch oh, yeah. i feel like that's good but i mean the tricentennial paints for the power armor are pretty cool i've i've always liked those um for the power armor. Makes red sense. white and blue stuff yeah yeah it's 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 more like this like navy it's like this navy blue across the whole thing and it's like kind of accented in in gold and red and white um, mm. Which I kind mm. I kind of like more. Um, most of my original screenshots that, that I took from uh, from like when it first launched were in that power armor paint, and it looked really cool. I think. Yeah, so those are those are up in the store. There's a bunch of packs of like, you know, there's the spooky stuff. There's still some new spooky stuff for October, but then there's like packs that have returned to the store. You know, uh, like the spring bundle is a thing again you can get that for like 40 percent off or something so if you missed it and you want trees you can get it go get it uh there's a bunch of them i won't name them off but if you're, yeah. if you're playing if you want to go check it out open, open up the game and go check it out which I you should also do go on that i love spooky season so much spooky season is the best yes. season. spooky season is the best spooky season you're right really i love is. that we're all calling it spooky season it's like yeah, a, spooky season or, may, or maybe it's just like the first time i'm using it but i just like the idea of, of spooky season it's like all, since since the virus has taken hold of our our world holidays are extended over an amount of time and i love spooky season yeah that's the only seasoning i use when i cook also i've watched about all the haunting movies or shows on netflix lately mm-hmm. they're they're uh, in their thing pretty good i guess yeah anyway, i was gonna say before we get off on another tangent um you're gonna want to jump back into fallout 76 because on the 20th through the 26th which is today there is a free trial for 76 so if you haven't played it go freaking play it what are you doing with your life it's free or- 
or if you're if you are like a high level and you've been playing it a bunch and you've got a friend that's like oh, I don't I don't want to buy it I don't want oh, I don't want to do seventy six is garbage I heard yeah. two years ago that it's terrible YouTube's told me it's a yeah, that's what exactly what they sound like. YouTube's told me that it sound it, it's like eating doo doo in my face hole. Uh, well, yeah, no, play it, but go play it, go play it. It's yeah, free. Go play friend. it. Grab a friend. a friend. I think there's also go a play free. It. There's a trial of Fallout first where you get access to that stash. Yes, you can. Yes, uh, you can and get your junk on. Get your junk on and double XP and double score and legendary sale from the 22nd through the 26th. Sunday, Sunday, All the Sunday. good stuff. You know, what it, are you doing with your life? In college, Cats we and dogs have, living together. Go ahead. In college, we used to have these parties that we called trash can parties, and that's where you take all of the liquor and you put it in the trash can, and then you put some, like, some juice in it, and then you just, everyone gets out of the trash can what they, what they want to drink. Um, and this feels like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, everybody, mm-hmm. let's put in a sale. Let's put in double XP, double score, free weekend, free Take first. it all. Just take it all. Trash can in the party. 19th, in the 1930s, they called them rent parties. And they would do the same thing in the bathtub. And you would just scoop out of the bathtub. I've done that too. Yeah, that's, that's a rent party. So, yeah. So get in there. Play 76. We're all playing 76. You can find us in, in the world doing stuff shooting super mutants with our handgun things and punching guys a lot and building crap like I you do a in, a video, crap. in a video game so that's what we got going on there but uh, this this episode we are celebrating the 10 year anniversary of fallout new vegas guys let's talk about fallout new vegas do you have any any favorite memories when you think Fallout New Vegas now, ten years later, what comes to mind? Robert Edwin House. Yeah, Ken's a big fan of Mr. House. That's just a little bit. Just a little bit. But also Helios, so I- let's talk about Helios One. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's that. talk about let's- the most badass uh-huh. part of the Fallout series. Anytime that you can fire up a badass piece of pre-war tech. Whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. tromping mm-hmm. along behind Liberty Prime and he's just decimating everything. Or it's firing up Helios 1 and being like, uh, NCR, uh, yeah, oh, oh, sure, okay, yeah, I'll probably fix that for you. Yeah, no problem. It's, uh, just give me a few <laughs> minutes. Uh, and then 15 minutes of later, Rain of death. Um, and you're just raining down <laughs> Skyfire. Uh, that's pretty cool. And, and I mm-hmm. like, that's the first time that... that- in the game that you run into like a real intelligence speech it's not a speech check if you're just like following the path you run into a scientist guy who's like i need you to fix this you know fix the power station or whatever and then the there's a number of options of if you're like too stupid he's gonna act really yes. stuck up towards you yes yes, um, yes. When I was playing my um, now classic uh, New Vegas character, uh, Bitch Fist, who was basically a very charismatic, very strong raider without any intelligence. Um, yeah, I got I got some of those dialogue choices. Um, I guess it would be considered now that it's 10 years. That puts it it's now a retro game, um, yeah. it, like put it in an arcade cabinet, call it retro at this point. You know, you know. Can you imagine playing this on an arcade cabinet? Yeah, I could. Yeah, that'd be fun. I just visualized that. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, 
Imagine the like huh. cool paint you could put on the side, like have that ranger standing there with his like. That's what I think of when I think of Fallout New Vegas. I think about the ranger because that was in all the commercials that they played on everything. I I don't watch that much uh, like actual TV anymore, but it used to be the case that they would put all of the they put all of the good games in these like pretty pretty good commercials. Um, and the New Vegas one ran yeah. a bunch. Um, now I remember watching a, a, a basketball game back in the day, and they were playing. Um, a commercial for New Vegas uh, when it came out. Let's see, 10 years ago? Yeah. So around that same time, or it was a year maybe after, that's when Red Dead Redemption came out, and they were playing commercials on, like, I didn't even know anything about that game, um, but just those commercials on and on. So I think about the Ranger armor, I think about the sniper rifle, um, mm-hmm. and being kind of like at that at that front that front gate entrance that you really, which is funny because you, know, you don't really go in the front gate to Vegas, you kind of go in the back right. door. <laughs> right. Right, the, the commercial with the iBot flying over the road, like across. Yeah, like the, that was such an awesome moment. Yeah, that was good times. Uh, so there, like in retrospect, thinking about New Vegas, the way that I engaged with the game ten years ago and the way that people think of it now are very different. Like I think I've come to realize, especially from doing all of these Fallout shows and talking to all these people about these games, that. Most people engaged with Fallout New Vegas in a different way than I ever did, and for one, people uh, people love the companions. Like we're getting some notes here in in chat as we talk. Some people absolutely love the companions. I, when it came to New Vegas, most of the time was companionless. I spent unless it was like required for a quest line. I spent most of my time without companions, um, because that's the same way I played most of Fallout Three was without companions so i didn't expect to need to like hey let's hang out together and go all these places i it was just like ah no that's fine i'll just i got it i got this um two uh there's a very strong connection obviously to fallout one and fallout two because of the obsidian team and and the you know connections there between story and things which i didn't realize at the time three it's a western and it has very strong Western influences in like storytelling and setting, obviously, and even like design, design-wise. You know, like when you talk about the Ranger, the NCR Ranger, like like the long trench coat, and it, you know, obviously he doesn't have like a Western hat, but it's still got a vibe of like the gunslinger with his, you know, his six shooter and like that kind of stuff going. Yeah, and the, the gamblers and the all of that. The, the factions the factions themselves are very westernized where you kind of have the, the ncr being like the american government you have caesar's legion filling the role and this is not this is just in cowboy movies of how they're portrayed filling the role of native americans where they were thought of as these like savages savage killers which we right. know is 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 not is right. not very culturally appropriate um, right but but in the 1950s and 1960s you know westerns were very popular and oh, they, yeah, they were not very culturally relevant no, back no, then no <laughs> no they were pretty racist uh let's be honest john wayne was yeah. pretty racist in those <laughs> but uh yeah, i i can see that the, the whole like western aspect of of these games of the towns that you come into it's like the towns have their own little personality um yeah it also had particular it's it's i think it's different from every other fallout game in which this one had pathing like there was a main it felt like that you were on a path the whole time like you, you started just in, climb over a, a mountain range you couldn't just like 
path your way over a lot of the mountains you couldn't do that because there were invisible walls yeah you but you could like when you start the game you start in um uh uh i forgot the name of the town uh you start in the town with with texas pete and he's down there with his dynamite he's like good springs yeah um <laughs> and if you go left you can run into a ton of death claws and if you go yeah, right if you go north if you go north yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm thinking about it. the so gauntlet before, of pain before yeah. before we before okay did you guys ever make it through the gauntlet of pain at the beginning this is now called the gauntlet of pain i mean most I, players tried at some point to go through there and then was like we're like oh god hundreds of death claws i am now dead death claws are the most terrifying thing ever right we all had that experience were you ever able to make it through there early in the game before you actually leveled up i did when uh i would sneak and run and then sneak and run and somehow mm-hmm. made it through after a few yeah tracks. i did th- i did exactly the same thing a few years ago on on a more recent uh beginning of a playthrough that i, that I never finished because you also you encounter a vault over on that side i can't remember which one but the vault is split in half and you have to decide between is it the reds and the blues or something like that i can't remember the name oh, of maybe place, but you go down into that vault and they're kind of split in half and you have to mediate between the two yeah so mathematics says vault 19 that yeah, yeah, that's might be the it one. yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I, I was able to sneak through there, and I remember accomplishing that and getting to the other side, and then feeling like, why didn't I ever do that before? <laughs> like, why did I feel like this was so hard to get through? Because you, you could save scum it a little bit, but find you could find a path through if you were just sneaky enough. Well, to right. be fair, also those those games, Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas. Death claws, and then you, God forbid, you run into like a pack of Cazadors. You might as oh, well yeah. just kiss your ass goodbye. You're, you're toast. Both yeah. of them were super overpowered back then, and compared to like Death claws now. I mean, even in Fallout Four, within a few minutes of starting the game, you go get your power armor and your OP minigun, and you basically yeah. just wreck yeah. that Death Claw pretty quickly. Um, even now in Fallout seventy six, Death claws really aren't that big a deal. Um, yeah, and I think it's I think it's due to improve because back then, I mean, if we think about you know the bad things about those games, was janky. The combat was terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. like mm-hmm. you, if you if you could mod it and you could get it, you could get it close to what what I guess it, it could be now. But I am so glad that they took the time when they when they released four that they were like, yeah, we're gonna redo. We're just gonna go back to the drawing board with this combat situation and make guns actually feel like that they where you shoot it shoots right um and things have some some more stopping power i guess that it became a point where the rpg mechanics i guess took over and so it was like if you could land a shot you were pretty good as long as you were um perked out to do some damage you know mm-hmm. but i don't mm-hmm. i don't think i did a lot of sneaking i can't remember doing that i've much. always played I i've did. always played a sneaky i've always played a sneaky sniper huh. i've always always played sneaky sniper that's almost my go-to except for um in my first playthrough of new vegas when i went i went like full punchy strength charisma build uh bitch fist and i tried to pick all the bad choices i tried to be just the biggest jerk i could possibly be to everybody which was hard like it's hard to do that and feel good at the end of a playthrough like or at the end of like you know playing for three hours and feeling like you're just being a jerk to everybody and stealing crap and killing people and i'm just like this this person is terrible yeah I, i remember i think i did a my my first and most of my first playthroughs of like a regular fallout game were pistol builds um just because you get a pistol at the beginning and then you just start 
perking off that, and then eventually you turn into John. Like perking off. Perking off that. I'm perking off everyone. Um, eventually you turn into uh, John Wick at the end, and you're just like, you get them into vats, and you can just like shot, 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 clear a whole room in like a second, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I didn't need to sneak. I'm so much better than you, Tom. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. That, that was that was the retort for me cutting there off your story earlier. I there have a it question was. for you guys. How many uh, how many times did you go through Sunny Smiles' tutorial? Sunny Smiles' tutorial? Yeah. In Good Springs, I, I, where she takes you out and teaches you how to, to hunt for the first time and you get that oh recipe. God. And then you gotta shoot the bottles with the BB gun, or yeah. she gives you some sort of gun that you shoot. I think I, I, w- I only tried to go through it as... I think I avoided it after I right. did... <laughs> I imagine it once. in my brain now, and I'm not sure how the voice actor actually sounds, but I imagine there's varmints down by the whale. You need to go down there and shoot the varmints down by the mm-hmm. whale. Like that's how I imagine it in my head sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's another question: talking about the early beginning part of the game, yep. uh, Doc, what's his face saves you, mm-hmm. nurses you back to health, right? Mm-hmm. How many of us? immediately proceeded to steal him blind oh every time every single yeah. time just to take, take everything take, in his house pillows, that wasn't nailed picture down frames, books by the time i went <laughs> the house was empty doc mitchell yes. that's it yeah 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 and every time i felt so bad i was just like this this poor man just brought brought me back from the brink of death and i'm now wandering his house just like taking all this stuff and he doesn't seem to care like how is that possible the poor guy wild wasteland every single time that is i loved 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 rocking that trait yeah there's no other way to play that game other than than wild wasteland so Um, much fun so here's here's another question here's another question there are a lot of creatures in new vegas that don't necessarily show up in any, any of the other modern games uh for example one of my favorites are the um Oh, what are they called? The little guys, the salamanders, the geckos, golden geckos, the geckos, the geckos. Golden that's gecko what that's what they were. Into them. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the geckos, and I, I hated fighting them, but that was offset by how cute they were when they would see you at a distance and, and they would just like run them. at you. Yeah, I'm sorry, they would do, Dave, they would do that. Dave won. Whatever Dave, that Dave, was. Dave did it right. This thing, yeah, but like the little, the little two foot, like somebody clipped that. <laughs> and then, I, and then again, I would feel bad sniping them in their little dumb faces because they were coming at me to to try to kill me. I I want to see variations of them show up in '76 with like new technology. I'm throwing it out to Obsidian. Obsidian, let me tell you, we need Gecko Pets in Fall New Vegas. Like, that's the update that we need. Mini you haven't gecko. given us an update in years, um, and that's the update. Gecko Pets. <laughs> gecko Pets. Yeah. Are there any... So, there's, like, centaurs. We get, like, variations on mutated people. That's basically what a centaur is. Cazadors. I'm glad Cazadors are not in 76. Um, what else is What else is there that we don't Nightkin. Get? Nightkin. Yeah, Nightkin Yeah, variations. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Super Mutants, and then you get into um, the DLC. Like, uh, God, you get into those those creepy variants—a thin version of the mole miners um, stalking oh, through yeah. the Sierra Madre—and then you have <laughs> the uh, the reanimated undead guys in survivalist suits and the big empty. 
yeah the, the dlcs the dlcs for that game the dlcs for most of these fall games are, are freaking great um, yeah. but dead yeah, at the is, time is at the good. time they they weren't reviewed very well if i recall they were kind of they got kind of middling scores dead money i think came out and i remember when it came out uh, it kind of got a weird reception because people didn't know how to play it because they take away all of your gear you're already perked out to use guns for the most part like i would say a good 90 percent of characters are are gun builds um in some form or fashion and that dlc made you have to go back and do melee so if you didn't have anything perked into that you were sneaking if you couldn't sneak then you were just sol and then, and you, then had you couldn't the, get back the annoying bomb caller so you kind of had to be mindful of being around radios and speakers anything that would just blow your head to pieces but you have to give them credit that particular dlc was so different and there was so much to it that it was like its own game like that could be its own standalone game the way that that was structured i would agree i would agree that it, it was so insular in in that in that like you just started as you started pretty much naked like yeah. naked and afraid naked um, and afraid in the way I, I like it I like it when games do that. I like the kind of, I guess... When they make you naked? Well, like, I mean, think about this Battle just Royale. In, Dave has a very specific type of game that he likes. To be naked. Uh, what's I'm, your build? Uh, I'm naked. The naked, naked build. Hey, best best snake in Metal Gear was Naked Snake, you know? Gotta, gotta <laughs> see that Naked Snake. Um, anyways, let's segment Insert off of this. Insert solid uh, snake joke here. <laughs> we, we've got some other, we've got some other call-outs here. Uh, uh, Robo Brains, Giant Ants, Night Stalkers, Invisible yes. Coyote, Rattlesnake Hybrid. Oh, God, what was the, that was, uh, uh-huh. what was the name of that? I know which one you mean. I can't think of the name of it. I went into a nest of them once, and that was kind of terrifying. Yeah. It'd be interesting to have some of these kind of brought back into modern fallout yeah those were the night stalkers right night stalkers, the okay, yeah. coyote rattlesnake guys yep yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah so um we have some discussion questions here is that is that where you're going dave oh yeah sure I, anywhere you want to go i want to go too. anywhere i want to go take yeah. me leaf peeping um oh, so question number one <laughs> why is new vegas considered a fan favorite game of the series Usually, if like if people do polls and things, New Vegas usually scores pretty high. I'm like, which is your favorite of the Fallout games? What do you guys think? What do you think is the what is the real reason here? If we peel off the layers of this onion, what do we get? Sorry, I missed the question. But uh, one important thing that I keep I, <laughs> I forgot that when we were talking earlier, um, Michael Hogan, who played Doc Mitchell. Um, early this year in February, um, oh, yeah. fell yep. at a con and uh, had a serious brain injury that the family kept quiet up until this past summer. Um, he's been really uh, debilitated, um, not mobilized at all. Um, so there was a, a fundraiser. The GoFundMe started a couple of months ago. and I, I think it's some ungodly amount of money right now. It's uh, right now at yeah, it's closing in on four hundred thousand um, dollars that fans have just raised um, for him. But he's got a long, long road to recovery. Yeah, he played. He voice acted in a lot of Bethesda games. He was uh, he was in Skyrim oh, as yeah. uh, one of the Legionnaire guys. I forget his name. 
um, he was in uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yep. He was the second in command of the ship originally. Teen Wolf. Was he in Teen Wolf? He was in Teen Wolf. I, mean, I need to look this up. Mountain Ash. Any Teen, any teen <laughs> Wolf fans in the chat, or is it just me? <laughs> just me. I, 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 I it's been teen wolf. it's been a long time since I've seen Teen Wolf. I'm trying to look him up in Teen Wolf, see if I can remember what he even looks like. Back yeah, then. he was the grandfather in Teen Wolf. That was uh, the nemesis for a few seasons. He was a he was a wait. Teen Wolf came out in the 80s, and he was playing grandfather back then. No, no, no. Teen Wolf, the MTV revised series that came out. Oh, sometime in the oh. I was thinking back like the Michael J. Fox, like 1987 oh, or whenever that was. <laughs> no. no. Ken, that's like, like holy crap. That's like that's like saying I love Oreos, but really mean uh oh's, which is the off-brand version of Oreos. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm not nearly as excited about that now. Or the Canadian yeah. version of Oreos. What is it? Droxy? Hydroxy? Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to the question. Why was why is New Vegas considered a fan favorite of this series? I've thought about think? this. I've thought about this, and I think it's um, that the world is not grounded. Um, that is the biggest difference. I feel like from other games uh it is less grounded than a lot of different like a lot of fallout 3 a lot of fallout 4 what do you there mean by some grounded less grounded what does that mean ghouls decide that they want to get on a rocket ship and fly the rocket ship off into the moon um th- there is a, a solar <laughs> plant in which you can get a laser gun that shoots a beam down from the sky um there is a, a hotel in which it's fully functional uh farming center for cannibals um, all of so you're the, saying it's like wackier. It's wa- yeah. There's there's wackier. Wacky, I would, wacky element to it. I, I I would see your wackier, and I would raise you that not only is it both, it is wackier, but it's also darker at the same time. That any of the Bethesda games, the three, four, seventy six, like they've all got their wacky moments. They've all got their dark moments. But there are things that happen in New Vegas that are that are high, like wackier on the wacky scale, and there are things that happen in New Vegas that are darker on the dark scale. Yeah, like uh, like the the horrible things the Legion is doing, or some of yeah. the things that are happening with uh, people in some of the expansions. Or, uh, I mean, there are some dark. Uh, don't get me wrong. All of the games in the series can go wacky and dark. There's just something about the flavor of it in New Vegas that is more extreme in both directions. I think because it it balances the light and darkness in such a perfect way, um, maybe in some aspects better than some of the previous games. Um, even Fallout 4 has such a bright and optimistic palette. Like everything mm-hmm. is just bright and vibrant. It's almost Technicolor. Um, so even though you have this really serious stuff going on, uh, the world itself just isn't dreary. And then you've got New Vegas. Between those light moments and that that darkness, I mean, you you wander into a town with people strung up on crosses, uh, right? Dying. Right. You actually like, have crucifixions um, and slavery. Like I can't, and I can't imagine yeah. seeing a crucifixion happen in Fallout seventy six. It would never happen it, today. It, it wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel like it was appropriate for no. the for the dimensions of the game for the for the way the game is framed it, it would feel out of place Even as slavers, wacky as you want to yeah. get with 
Yeah, as a bad case you want to get with like the the cult of the Mothman, or you know, or or the the raiders doing terrible things with body parts strung up and hanging around their camps and things. There's a there's a next level you get to with something like a crucifixion because of the religious connotations with it and and the, just the torment of what somebody goes through in a crucifixion is pretty horrendous um it, like there's just another level there yeah it seems like that i mean in particular 76 is is a lot of um nature is horrible whereas new vegas's people are horrible yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and there's something there's something inherently darker about more like moral darkness than there is about natural evil like natural evil is something you can't fight an earthquake happens buildings fall down on people they get hurt you know uh, animals get hungry they hunt things and you might just be the thing that gets hunted and eaten but the terribleness that comes with human depravity is you know i don't know exponentially darker it's also dressed really well like you take a look at um the white gloves for instance you walk into this beautifully glitzy luxury hotel um and meanwhile you know there's there's a guy locked up in the basement who's getting ready to be served up or you have the omertas over at the gamora when you know you know as a younger person uh, in particular you see that game and there's like wandering into a sex club and you're like oh this is awesome and then you start thinking (laughs) about it you're like oh these are women like that are trapped in this situation and i'm trying to smuggle Mm -hmm. them out the door to you know their safety if you choose to go that path um yeah, it, yeah, it, but it that's, that's that. another that's another thing that we'll never see in seventy six. No, is like no. sex slavers, like prostitution and those kinds of things. Not without it's, it, Yeah, it's, we're not going to get that, but we we had that in, in New Vegas. That was that was very much a thing. Do you think that this is one of the reasons why there's been kind of there was kind of a falling out between Obsidian and Bethesda? Do you think maybe they took things too far in a way that Bethesda wasn't happy with? From what I, from the reports that I, from, you know, out in the field, you know, whacking heads out here, getting some information, um, this game had a very short development time, and generally yeah. games at the short development time are very heavily rushed, and there's a lot of pressure, and it, games are generally, I mean, if if you look back on when they started Starfield to when they delivered, it's going to be probably like four or five years, where this one was like maybe two I think. Oh yeah, this was this was very very quick. Yeah, yeah but it, it, you, and I'm wondering if there was more to it than just that. Yeah. Well, that there was maybe out, some, or maybe I just didn't. And there's, I mean, there's just kind of this general like, yeah, we're not going to do, we won't go with them again for an expansion. Like, we're not going to work with them again. But like, well, it was I think just kind the, of this general. I think the company culture at Bethesda, and this is kind of now, this is out. Uh, everything that we talk about Bethesda is outdated now, uh, but. Their culture changed after that, I'm pretty sure, where instead of farming out like IPs to other studios yeah, to do point. different things, um, they it wanted was just a cultural change. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to do things in-house because they were like, okay, well, we can buy a studio. And you know what? These people can... That's why we haven't had Elder Scrolls Six or, a, you know, like mm-hmm. a shoot-off. Like, they, were, they weren't going to give an Elder Scrolls Online game to a studio that they didn't own because they wanted them to be and the family because in this day and age intellectual property is probably the number one thing that the bethesda has outside of you know talented developers and the fantastic range of studios <laughs> i've always uh, what worked i think for that particular partnership um i think bethesda's strongest suit is their ability to world build 
like they can build ridiculously beautiful, attractive, huge worlds. Whereas um, I think for me personally, I've always felt that Fallout New Vegas for me offered a lot more of a role play experience than any of the other games, especially when you get into deciding what factions you're going to side with and wearing clothes or your actions dictating how those factions look at you. I think that in and of itself was ingenious and such a, a unique change to the games that we haven't had since. So the replayability choice-wise, even the, there's mods that you can add where you have an alternate start, where you could start as playing sure. part of Caesar's Legion yeah. or you know you start already in Vegas and um, it has a lot of replayability from that aspect in a way that the other games didn't feel for me. Yeah, I think you're right. The 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 general feeling about Obsidian across many of the games that they've designed over the last however long it's been has been that they're very good at telling a story and yeah. very complex stories with multiple endings and, and even to the point where they would commit to that. And for a while there, like with the um, uh, what was it? The uh, Old Republic games, Old Republic one and yeah. two like didn't completely get finished by the time it got launched because they just had to put it out the door like they they committed to story so much that oftentimes they would sacrifice other things um whereas right. bethesda i think like they they can tell a good story but it's very much more about the world and you know the environment that you're in and the, the story that the world tells not necessarily the story that the game is telling I think it's a good having both Fallout 3 and New Vegas and then you have Knights of the Old Republic 1 and then Knights of the Old Republic 2. I think that those are very similar in their differences um, and how how they differentiate mm-hmm. and, and, and what they focus in on in the second um, in the second version of them and the fact that they were <laughs> the second entries were both rushed uh, considerably. Uh, yeah. Even more yeah. recently how when the Outer Worlds was launched, I think people who hated Fallout 76 really jumped on the bandwagon of expecting that game to be the experience that they wanted but didn't get. And it seemed almost universally, a lot of the reviews, people who played it, all had the same opinion that it's a great game. The role play in it was, was great, but it was very short and the world wasn't that exciting. So I think it is true that Obsidian tells really amazing stories. They get RPGs, but it's maybe the world building or the scale of the game that that becomes fairly limited. I think it's from from playing through that um, and and liking it. Um, Bethesda is is very good. Their their Bethesda Game Studios is very good about building systems. That's one of the things that that that's why Todd Howard is famous is because he built he built systems. That's why Elder Scrolls is so big. There's all of these different factors in this RPG that, that come together that aren't so esoteric, I guess. Like, it's not like a CRPG where you're sitting down and you're like calculating out the numbers. It's like he's figured out a way that you can shoot fire with one hand and use a sword with the other hand, and it'd be complex enough for people to really invest time into, but also simple enough for people to, to access. Um, so I feel like that the the world I thought was 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 pretty well designed for for outer Outer worlds felt like new vegas a lot to me in in the sense that the quests were all very linear you felt like you were on a path there were some side quests you got to the end and it was the end and and the decisions you made had impact um and the art design for it was really fantastic it was very reminiscent of bioshock with these like 
kind of like old timey fifties ads mm-hmm. that I absolutely loved. And the, the design of, of the, the art of it was, was fantastic, but it did, it lacked that systems driven open world that I think Bethesda games are why I love Bethesda games um, in general. Yeah. I, I would imagine it's very hard to do both at the same time and do them both. Well, mm-hmm. um, it's just a lot to take on there. So, um, there's another question here. Dave put in here. Dave is asking the question: Why is Las Vegas a perfect Fallout location? Do you guys feel like that it is a perfect Fallout location? Yes. Yeah. And why it's is pro- that? Um, Fallout is about wild capitalism and how it affects the world and how it destroys people's lives and i feel like that las vegas is a monument to that i feel like the closest thing you can get to <laughs> yeah, exactly right uh, the closest thing you can get to on the east coast is myrtle beach baby which i hope we see fall out myrtle beach <laughs> you also there is i keep coming back to the palette that desert landscape and the beautiful tones at sunrise and sunset the desolation of that space, which I know a lot of people don't like, are something that made for the most memorable moments when you're just, you know, you can see the city in the distance, you're trugging along down the train tracks, and you have this long, mournful song playing on your Pip-Boy, and Mr. New Vegas, who, I agree with the person in the chat, um, that radio <laughs> station was the best radio station in any of the games to date. Um you, you can't yeah. get much better than the delivery of that. Um, so here, here's another difference in the way that... Gra- it's goddamn uh, Wayne Newton. You gotta love Wayne Newton. Here's another difference in the way that I play the Fallout games is if I'm streaming, and well, you can't do it anymore because the DMCA strikes and stuff, I will play music on the Pip-Boy. But if I'm just playing by myself, I do not play the radio stations at all because, well, two reasons. One, um... I was always I always wanted to be ready for whatever sound was around me if something was going to attack me and it would distract me from being able to listen carefully especially when you're a sneaky character you have to you have to be aware of your surroundings and two um, the playlists aren't that that long there aren't that many songs on them so you would hear the same songs over and over and over and over and over and they would just burn into my brain and as good as the songs are as much as I and and I for one absolutely love songs like historically interesting songs from previous periods you know in Americana but I mean you were a swing dance instructor I was a swing dance yeah and DJ I DJed this stuff yes a number of these songs I use uh, I would use regularly like that is a thing but I cannot I cannot listen to the same song over and over and over and over again because it will just burn into my brain yeah and i think that's i have i've been a fan of the radio and there was enough time between three and four and i think those radio stations are very similar in the amount uh, the kinds of songs that they have because there's some carryover throughout all the games yeah um right but there was enough time between those two that i was listening to the radio the whole time um 76 i really didn't listen to the radio because it was kind of a lot of recycled tunes from four, but the score for 76 is the best in the series. Hands down um, is the, the best score. Um, and I will, I will fight you to my grave um, wherever my grave may be <laughs> on that. But for new Vegas, it had very, a very unique playlist in comparison to the other games. Um, oh yeah. 
yeah for sure here's here's another thing i do i also turn the score down when i play these games in order to focus on the soundscapes and the like in the environments and the sounds of enemies and, and things like that and i and i find that that in some ways especially when it came to new vegas amplified the loneliness of the wasteland of this of this desert wasteland because i didn't have the sound of somebody singing a song in my ear as i was walking around lonely because i, I didn't have companions in this in this empty space um it was i don't know it was it was uh, the sound of the wind and yeah. maybe the sound of the animals in the distance like uh, and i don't know if anyone else has played this that way but give it a try see what you think it feels very very different because you feel like every moment is more i don't know it, i feel like you're more present in the moment rather than listening to a song and playing a video game there's something about being more actively involved in the environment that you're in you know what you're right because 76 i play that way i don't listen to the radio at all in 76 and i i just listened to the ambiance and Sometimes, the chimes when you walk past a house yeah, yep. or the the rustling of leaves when you're walking through the you know the hills of the the forest area or i mean there's lots of sounds in the environments that you don't really pay attention to if you've got a song on even if it's the soundtrack and by by uh basic layout the soundtrack even just the score is very loud in comparison to the background uh ambiance noises and when you swap those and even if you just keep the, the I'll keep the soundtrack down at like 20 or 30 percent of where it was originally just so that there's some like sound cues for like, oh, an adventure thing is happening. Somebody's attacking me. But for the most part, I, the background sounds are the, the stuff I keep higher. So I don't know. It's just my my particular concoction when it comes to playing these. So it, it turns into a very different experience, I guess, than a lot of people had. All I'm saying is that, that Fallout is a, is, a, is a gateway, I think, for people to know the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get the massive amount of memes, uh, particularly with, with um, Big Iron on his, you know, you know, as as, yeah. as, as you go on. Yeah, I could sing the I sing the song all day. Um, I feel like that it's created this like generational, like that's how people access the music. And so if you can you can go to a mm-hmm. ragtime jazz show of somebody actually playing it and recognize the tunes um if, if you're a fan of the games um i think that's kind of cool yeah oh um, no I, I definitely think it's cool and I, and I do appreciate people um having some sort of recognition or being interested in being like Wait, so who was this singer or who was this band that i'm listening to well yeah i mean you gener- know from like generationally, 100 years ago how how often would younger people especially now be listening to classic old-time country or like oh, yeah. even Butcher right. Pete. Like that doesn't play on the radio ever anywhere. People right, don't even really right. listen to it because you you wouldn't be exposed to it except in the game. But now you have people in like in their teens listening to songs from the last century. Yeah, there's a song that comes up in 76 uh, by Artie Shaw, Artie Shaw's band. It's a swing jazz tune. It's one of my favorite songs of his um and one of the things that when i when i would teach like uh, dj classes for swing dancing or or whatever i would try to get people uh, like you listen to those songs and they're crackly and they're old and the quality is very low and they're recorded in mono um 
in a room that live with very limited ability to mix or edit or clean anything mm-hmm. and you picture in your head a bunch of old people playing the music because if you went to a current events anytime in the last 50 years it was probably old people playing these tunes and they, play, they played it like older adults who were tired and not as energetic as their 20 or 30 somethings versions of themselves but one of the things I find so interesting about this music is imagining that you're listening to somebody in their 20s and 30s like jamming out like this was the like cutting edge music of the time like this is the the heavy metal of that generation or the whatever of that generation and then all of a sudden if you if you turn it up and you listen to it with that with that intensity and, and you can do this while listening to any of these songs that fall out you you begin to really understand the energy that's actually underneath it even though the sound quality is very low um, and it gives you a different appreciation for like no this is legitimately like killer stuff it's just it's just different. Well, nobody anyway. like swing dancing then is almost like really fast hip hop dancing now. The average person just doesn't dance like that. But you see even old time right. um, shows that featured uh, dancers like some of the 1950s music variety shows when everyone would be yeah, out like there. Lawrence just Welk. Yeah, they would be just going out of their minds, just swinging, right. and throwing right. people around and. And and, and and most people at the time were terrible at it. Like the people oh, yeah. that made it to the movies were absolutely the top of the the you know professional dancers. Um, most people, like when you talk about like oh my grandma, my great grandma, when we used to go dancing, like really they were just bopping around, like they were just hopping around. They were they weren't actually coordinated in their movement. Uh, but that's because they were they were just energetic kids. They were just kids moving to the way the music made them feel like they were moving, and th- there was that quality to it. Um, anyway, I feel like I've taken us on a tangent from here. Um, can we bring this back to Fall at New Vegas and talk about favorite moments? Yeah, I want to I want to see what you, I want to know. Here's the things. I want to know some things about you all. I want to know what your favorite moment was, who you sided with the first time you played at the end of the game, and who was your favorite companion. I'm going to hand this off to um, I'm looking at them and I'm going to hand it off to Kenneth Figue. Favorite companion. Silence. Silence works really well for a podcast. No, I well, yeah. I have to really. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm still going to go with Boone. Um, Boone, for for one thing, his cider um, enhancement once once you, you know, help him out a little bit to get his vengeance is really great. Um, I have a a soft spot for for really tortured people who went through hell lost everything and then somehow still find the will to breathe um boone mm-hmm. in particular personifies that i mean you know his family destroyed is and you've got this fool working downstairs that he isn't even aware sold his wife into slavery um it's just it's a horrifying brutal story um about how he, he lost everything, um, including his fellow soldiers. Um, Boone, I think, makes a really great companion. Mind you, he's a little problematic when you decide to fire up Helios 1 and then just destroy the NCR <laughs> with uh, <laughs> fiery reign of death. But uh, yeah, Boone yeah, in particular, I really enjoy as a companion. 
Yeah, I didn't take very many companions. I think Boone, because you come across him so early, was the only one that I actually kept with me for a little while. But then at some point I just let it. It was like, nah, you can go back. I'm done with you. <laughs> I just let him go. Um, yeah. So I don't have a whole lot to say about companions in New Vegas. Favorite moment? Yeah, because you didn't do them. From, from my own, I mean, other than just doing research on it, but from my own standpoint, you know, my own experience is not really. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Oh, my favorite companion? Uh, it's, it's, um, I'm trying to decide. Cyber Dog? Uh, Cyber Dog is the best dog. Rick's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I did, Rick's I did companion, I did use Cyber Dog for a while. I think that was my other, the other one. Yeah. Anytime there's a dog that beats humans, um, that's also a rule <laughs> I carry in life. Um, the, the dogs are just better, even if they're cybernetic, um, mm-hmm. they're better. Totally. And maybe the cybernetics increase their betterness. Who knows? A lot yeah, of you people fix, you fix the fix the brain on it and then Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people like Arcade Ganon too, uh, because it's voiced by my boy Zachary uh Zachary Levi, I think it's his name. Place Shazam. Uh and he is the followers of the apocalypse guy, the doctor, uh, whose grandparents were in or was it his parents or his grandparents? I can't remember. They were in the enclave from uh, Fallout Two. And his whole story is really fantastic. But as a companion, I didn't really use him because I didn't want some nerdy SOB running around and being like, uh, are we doing the right thing here today? I didn't, I didn't particularly care. Um, I did appreciate, it, and it was pretty groundbreaking at the time, for him to be one of the first LGBT companions that you could kind of romance and woo that's true. Which is which is interesting. And I also think um God. Was it uh what God Veronica. Wasn't for, I think of Veronica mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Veronica's Veronica was great. So I mean that game gave us gave us two <laughs> LGBT companions, which is uh, yeah. pretty I don't think was there anybody in Fallout Three, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um and I don't think could you romance anybody in Fallout Three? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that was really a thing. Was, or like, so New Vegas also gave us romancing? Is that true? I think first, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, when you think about then... Uh, Chat, you can correct us if we're wrong. Could <laughs> I you think, sleep I with think people? think so. <laughs> but then again, I wasn't I wasn't really a companion guy. I don't think... I don't. Yeah, I don't think romancing was a thing in 3. So when you think, though, uh, how many things that New Vegas introduced that are now being reintroduced to 76 um as far as, as factions um decision making romancing uh even in a limited fashion um, yeah mm-hmm. and you wouldn't you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have 76 without new vegas because new vegas is where survival mode started yeah which is what i bl- that's where i like really mm-hmm. fell in love with the game because it changed it changed how i played it entirely um yeah, I was, I was my a, first playthrough was survival mode. Yeah, um, good old it, good old bitch fist. And you wouldn't have <laughs> Fallout Four wasn't really cons- like it didn't have survival mode until later on. That, that was an update that they added into it. And I think for right. New Vegas it was too. But there, the world felt it, 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 you got to play Fallout a different way. Um, and I feel like that they really committed to that for seventy six. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about favorite moments? I think you'd ask that. Yeah, I asked that. Um, I asked uh, favorite moments, and then um, I asked another thing. Um, well, who'd you side with? Uh, my favorite moment in New Vegas was uh, 
probably when when you find Benny. Um, I really liked so like satisfying. going to, like getting to that getting to that end because like oh, you, you go all the way up through the map and then you come back to Benny and then you have some options of how to deal with him. Um, and my favorite, I, I really loved having like this fist fight that felt very um, <laughs> Metal Gear again. It felt very Metal Gear because like oh. you're like ah, it is now time we will fight each other in one on one combat because you have wronged me. Um, I and it felt really good to, to punch Chandler Bing from Friends as well. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine replaying hmm. that moment as soon as Benny sees you and then just the music from Kill Bill plays? That <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, and who I sided with overall the first time, I, um, I'm an NCR boy. I'm all about that big government coming in and telling me what to do. Yeah, I tried. I tried siding. I tried. Bitch Fist tried to side with the Legion, uh, but ultimately uh, turned against them at the end, <laughs> which was kind of interesting. Um, it's but too man, much it's for been. It's been. It's been so long. It's like that. I'm trying to think back a decade now, almost. Um, man, man, crazy stuff. You can- you can still play those on you can get xbox has um cross compatibility so if you're on xbox you can play the old game uh, pretty easily of course like pc you can go on steam and or oh yeah yeah i've re-downloaded it i've, um, I've re-downloaded and played before mm-hmm. if you're in playstation 4 you can actually get ps view and uh stream it um to your playstation 4 and play some new vegas and 3 as well plus i think they have four in that um setup as well mm-hmm so there's, cool. there's a lot of ways to play. And I think that as far as the discussion, we talked about how that kind of inspired the series. I think that about that about covers it, my friends. Yeah. So you have a secret segment for us, Dave? Yes. Yes, I do. I have a very secret segment for you. Um, we are going to do a very special uh, game. I have I have devised a game. Now, it won't be it's not a New Vegas game unless there is some betting involved. Um, so I have. <laughs> As long I have, as it's not Caravan, screw that game. I have developed some <laughs> some trivia questions, and here's how the game will go. You each start with 100 caps, and I will be keeping score, so don't worry. The, the math will be left to me. You each start with 100 caps. I will give you a category. You will bet an amount of caps on whether or not you can get that question right. Those caps go into the pot. If you get the question right, you get all of the caps in the pot. If oh, man. The, if the other person gets it, they get those caps. If nobody gets it, I get the caps. Now, here's the thing. Some <laughs> okay. questions the house always wins. Yeah, some that's questions. What I was yeah, some questions I can't get uh, any caps. Like it's just a uh, whoever gets closest to or it's an either or. Uh-huh. Um, some questions are direct uh-huh. answers in which I can gain caps. So it's all about betting on the category. All right. It's been a long time since I played these games. Um, Good. I'm going to get so many things wrong. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, So you each start with 100 caps. Uh, So it's 100 caps for both. And the first category is high rollers. Tom, how many caps would you bet on knowing high rollers? I'm going to have to remember names of characters. This is Uh, not good. It's going to be trivia. I'm not going to say anymore. It could be anything. All right. A hundred. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I would recommend like a, a 10, 20. 20. 10. 20. 10. Okay. Let's just start with 10. 10. We'll start with 10. 10. Okay. 
Ken? Ten as well. I'll see you at ten and match you ten. Match Going you 10. all in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the question is, how tall is the stratosphere in Las Vegas? The stratosphere is what the Lucky 38 is based off of. So in actual Las Vegas, how tall in feet is the stratosphere? The person not, who gets not the stories cl- and not floors? No, feet. feet. Um, oh, the person man. who gets it closest is the winner. The stratosphere in actual Las Vegas? Yes. Uh, who gets to vote? Go first. Who votes? Um, who Tom, since you voted first, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so I'm dead first. Um, yep. I'm trying to think. Uh, four hundred. Four hundred. Okay, Ken. Three hundred. Three hundred. Ladies and gentlemen, the stratosphere in Las Vegas is approximately 1,149 feet. That means, Tom, you receive wow. the payout amount, and you will get 20 caps, raising your total to 120 caps. Wait, Ken, don't I... Uh, I don't just get... I shouldn't complain here. I bet 10 of my own. He bet I 10 mean, of his own. I don't get 10. I am I did the math wrong. Just give me a okay. second. Just give All right, me a okay. second. I mean, I'll take 90. 20. You can give me 20. Uh, you have 119 caps. Ken has 90. All right, next question. The category is, I got it from a dino. Okay. Tom, how many caps would you bet on this category? Wait, wait. Ken should go first this time. Ken, how many caps? I'm also going to go for 10. Let's, let's ten. recoup okay. what we lost here. All right. All right. Sure. Um, I'm, this is only going to be interesting if we, keep, if we keep raising the bets. I'm going mm-hmm. 20. 20. Okay. The question is... What movie is that gun based off of? Oh God! Um, I know this. I know it. Ken, you will go first since you have. Uh, if you would like for I me to it. repeat the question, I can. <laughs> I think I know it. In the game, it is called that gun. I'm going to go with Ian Fleming's classic James Bond film, The Man with the Golden Gun. And the man who had three nipples, who lived on that island, and had beautiful ladies and a small person. That is incorrect, but also uh, had a fantastic villain that was played by um, the Italian actor. I forgot his name. He's very famous. He played Scarface. Tom. Uh, wasn't it Blade Runner? Yes, correct. You were received. I never even saw Blade Runner. You receive <laughs> 30 caps, bringing your total Sweet. up to. I'm doing the math. I'm doing 100, as well as I thought I would be. 120 caps. Ken, you are at Wait, 80 what? caps. You have 120. Didn't I you just have 100? No, you had 110. Mm-hmm. And then I bet 20. You bet 20 just now. Ken bet 10. Therefore, so you get got 20 Ken's more? 10. You got Ken's tent. So there's no benefit in betting more. It depends. <laughs> How does this work? This game doesn't make any sense. So I can bet one every time. And if Ken bets 10, I still win 10. But, but then, I only risk losing one. But then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This game was this game was developed by me. I don't win money from the bank for my 20. 
this game was developed by me. Um, well, that's all the time we have, folks. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's do. Uh, this uh, is got, fine. We'll got, keep going. How, how, how much? How much we got? Okay. Uh, we're gonna do uh, category fraternity. In a stunning conclusion, I will be asking you to bet above ten caps in this case. All right, eleven. Eleven caps. Eleven. <laughs> All right. Eleven caps. Kenneth, because <laughs> there's no benefit in risking more. Go ahead. How many caps did you bet, Kenneth? Eleven caps. Okay, twenty-two caps in the pot. Uh, what was this category? I forgot. Even is fraternity? Is that the one? It is fraternity. Yeah. How old was Julius Caesar when he died? Is this wait wait wait? Is this is this like Price is Right where you can't go over? Uh, no, it's whoever gets closest to. If you get exactly right. on the money, then I give you back the cap. Fifty-six. Okay, Ken. You I said, said 28. twenty-eight. I'm going to stick with that. Okay, Tom got it right. He was fifty-five. Um, so oh was, man, he got it right again. That Tom, was very close. Tom incre- increases his lead to one hundred and thirty-one. <laughs> Caps. If this was Ken. Fallout trivia, I could have been a contender. Ken has sixty-nine caps. Woohoo! We'll baby. just stop Woo-hoo. right here. Woo-hoo. Uh, we'll do one more, and then we'll call it. Um, so I'm gonna bet. See. I'm betting it all. Putting it all. I'm putting it all in. I'm betting. All right. Sixty-nine. I want his caps. sixty-nine caps. The category is nomenclature. 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 Okay. All right. All right, Tom, how much do you want to bet? I'm just putting it all in. It's, it's all going in. Thirty-one caps, okay? Ken? 69 caps, my friend. 69 caps, all right, all in. Right. Jingle, jangle, <laughs> jingle. Final. You know what I'm saying? Jingle, jingle, jingle. You know what I'm Your saying? Your final thing, we'll, we'll decide the winner here. Um, what is the name of the dino in Fallout New Vegas? Oh, the dino. Um... Dino? No. It's not Dino. What was it? Ken, it is your turn to answer. This game will only be appropriate if we both just blow this and lose all our money. (laughs) And the house wins. Ken? I'm just going to go with Rex. No idea. No. The answer was Dinky. Therefore, the house wins 200 caps in another lesson that the house always wins, including Robert House. Um, So that has been my well thought out game show segment. Dinky. Dinky. I knew I I was close. I was closer. Does that mean I still win? That's not how that works. That's not how that works. I I got some of the letters. No, no, that's not that's not one of those questions. If it was right. a number based question, um, there were some other great questions like who was the leader of the White Legs tribe? It was salt upon wounds. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to get that. Nope. How many snow globes were there in Fallout New Vegas? Oh, you know what? I back when I was when I first started streaming, I, I collected all of them. 
I think they there's were seven s- of them. Yeah. So I collected you, them all. You, the, I'm really I proud of remember getting seven, seven things. I wouldn't Lucky remember seven. that there were seven now, but I remember I remember specifically collecting them on stream. Uh, how many gallons were in the Hoover Dam Reservoir? There are 19.2 trillion gallons. Um, Holy moly. Uh, who was the president of the NCR in New Vegas? That was Aaron Kimball. Nope. Wouldn't remember that one. Uh, what year was the California Republic founded? Not the New California Republic. The California Republic. It was 1846. Mm. Interesting. That's, that, that's all. The, all right. I read them off. All right. I win. Very cool. Well, should we uh, wrap this up with a? Uh... <laughs> There's the music. <laughs> wow. Very nice. Um. So should we wrap this up with a soapbox? Tell I us? think so. I think so. Who wants to do this one? Anybody? I did the you last one, so it should be somebody else. How about you do it, Tom? I get to do this one? Or I All can right. do it. It doesn't matter. Either I've one. Just, I've just pulled it up. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, should I... <laughs> the first word... Uh, should I bleep myself? Or are do we going to make this a mature sure. podcast? I think that you should make Let's it. Put the mature tag you, on? No, I think you should like good place it and then just like mm. make up a word. Like. All right. All right. So I, I should say uh, Fark. Yeah. Fark the Legionnaires. They suck. All of them. I hate the NCR as well, but I'd much rather side with them than these idiots. I visited them so I could help them with the platinum ship and they treat me like shoes. And when I leave, because I'm not leveled enough to disable robots, they send bounty hunters on me. Of course I'm not going to let them kill me, so I fight back, getting myself vilified. Also, you can't forget about Nipton. They are all religious crazy and get mad because people in the town drink. So alcohol and sex is terrible, but it's okay to leave them hanging on a cross in pain. All right, makes sense. I'm just upset that they have the audacity to send hitmen on me when I really, when I literally was trying to help them. I wasn't sided with the NCR at all. Fork them. I can't wait until I can find people willing to raid their base because I'm going to kill every single one of those bastards. I couldn't figure out a word to replace that one with. Bastorgs uh, is a Bastorgs is the alien race coming from the planet Jupiter. Uh, they mm-hmm. often carry tridents and surf <laughs> tridents, baby squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Legion sucks, man. <laughs> uh, they they suck. Uh, if I do their quest, I make sure that Caesar dies in the operating table. Uh, the best thing about them is that uh, I like to kill them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, Most punchable face is how I would rank them in the yearbook superlatives. Most punchable. Most punchable face. I do enjoy like, murdering Volpus in Coltata. It's just a fun name, isn't it? <laughs> Volpus. In Coltata. Doesn't that mean wolf? I think that means wolf, right? I think it does, yeah. It doesn't even wear like the wolf head. Yeah, he wears like sunglasses and this like wolf head, and I'm like yeah. yeah, he he looks like he. What he looks like is he. What's the character from um, from King of the Hill? That's um, is it Dale? That has the glasses that just like 
The mumbles? You know what I'm talking about. No, not the mumble. The, the other guy. Boom the Howard? That, um, boom. Oh. I'm talking about Dale. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. Dale. He looks Dale. like a Dale wore a, a wolf hood. That's how yeah. he looks. And always reminds yeah. me of. You know. <laughs> yeah. King of the Hill yeah. reference. Somebody needs to make a t-shirt out of that. Yeah, totally. That would be a great way to, to like pull off some like unlicensed gear and maybe get sued a little bit. Career of the Hill. Good idea. Good idea. Career. I don't have any other thoughts on this rant. Uh, did anybody in their right mind was like, oh, like, did you... Did, by the time that people, I think, sided with the Legion, they probably exhausted all their other playthroughs. They were like, you know what? I haven't done a Legion playthrough. I guess I'll do that. You know what? That's how I mean, I, I sided yeah. with the Legion first. I kept myself pretty neutral until I had to start making choices, and then I sided with the Legion because I was playing Bitch Fist. Who's Bitch Fist going to side with but the Legion? But then he turns on them in the end, kills, kills. Uh, like, I ended up not siding with, uh, it was, it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous playthrough. But Bitch uh, Fist is a ridiculous me, guy. person, would you mind doing brain surgery on our beloved leader? Yeah, no problem. I've got that. I, uh, I got took it. A, I took a course. I got it. No problem. <laughs> Give me some Mentats. <laughs> Where the bone saws at? <laughs> Chat says, "Ha, huh, he does look like Dale." <laughs> yeah, the best thing—the best thing that ever came from the Legion—is probably Joshua Graham, uh, which is probably one of the most underrated characters I think from Fallout. Um, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he's got his fans for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's not exactly—I'm not like, oh man, I, I personally like him in relationship with Joshua Graham, and I love him so much, and I just want to be him. But you know, he's got like a wrapped-up face. He's got this like vest on. He uses his little isn't he dual wield some pistols and he like talks about the bible a lot i mean he, i mean that's yeah. enough character for me I that like sounds like a enough. fun uh halloween costume i like a man in bandages a man in bandages mm-hmm. that's my new band well boys i feel like we've uh it's like an onion you just keep peeling just keep mm-hmm. peeling that onion. Feel it. Peeling that feel like sweet, <laughs> sweet. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Your little burn piece of ham. Get like that. a hot dog that's been in the microwave for at least three minutes. Oh mm-hmm. God, that's love oh. right there. Mm. Oh, good times. Mm. Oh. Take me to Burning Man. Mm. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think we're done it. I think we're here. I think we're at the end of the show, guys. I'll Universal with, just showed up in chat. Hi, with, dude. I've got one. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to share my my Fallout seventy six memory, and it's a good Fallout one to end. New on. Vegas memory or seventy six uh, yes, memory? Fallout New Vegas memory. I mean, I've got some thoughts on seventy six. <laughs> we could just completely change topics if you'd like. Uh, the best part for me. Um, at the conclusion of the game and then also at the conclusion of, of the DLC, that haunting musical number which you can still find on YouTube uh, sometimes when I'm writing I'll play it the slideshow music uh, which I don't even think it, it has a proper name, but when it's, it's doing the recap of what happened afterward um, I'm pulling this up. Yeah, with the narration that music, I need to hear the music again. is so beautifully mournful and haunting Um to the point that even with the Sierra Madre, once you finish Dead Bunny, um, when all of the characters are saying uh, the line "letting go," it's such a sad, like it leaves you um, a little bit breathless by the time you're you're done with it. I miss those those ending montages with the music. Hmm. 
Good point. Well, are you trying to get everybody depressed here so you exit the podcast? You know, it's very, some, it's very sad. It's very sad energy. music. Because here's the thing about New Vegas: is nobody wins. Like nobody, like excuse me. The house, only the house wins. Only the house wins. But you don't get a alls, and, and everyone lived happily ever after. Uh, no matter what, you have probably destroyed a society, if not in multiple society, <laughs> yeah. so that people can't say anymore that we live in a society. Um. Mm-hmm. So the only way to win New Vegas is to just start the game and just hang out with Doc Mitchell and just kind of live there. You never need to leave. Just like just live, just be part of the town. Just do have a do just do it. Do be a, a townie, a townie playthrough. Help Doc Doc out. You know, go down to the bar. That's some good fan fiction. Do some farming. Yeah. I, I like I like that that like okay what a, a what if scenario it's like, okay I I'm I'm awoken oh you've been shot I've healed you and you're like I kind of like Doc Mitchell it's just he's gonna be my he's gonna like, be my partner and I mean it's one of those things that happens where somebody falls in love with the person who helped nurse them back to life like what if you just right. what if at that point you just got eyes for Doc good old Doc Mitchell and you're just like wow Doc we've, we've really gone down a rabbit hole here yeah the, I finally found thing, you Doc. And then when when that when uh that stupid old girl with her BB guns comes knocking, you're like, "Listen here, I've gotten myself a nice life. I don't need to go down to the well shooting any oversized insects. I'm up nope. here sitting on a couch playing a little strength game because I have that little you know like mm-hmm. Squeezy, mm-hmm. Squeezy right, I'm just squeezing. I'm it. just working on. All right, F Mary Kill, Good Springs people only. Okay. Oh God, who's who all is in Good Springs? Oh, I don't even remember. If you don't remember the name, there you remember the characters. I uh, don't. You have so uh, don't. Lady at the Bar, whose name I forget. You got Sunny Smiles. Yeah. You've got uh, Easy Pete, Dynamite Dog, sitting right out front there. Um, All right. You've All got right. that that Powder Ganger dude who wants to 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 start some rumble. You have the undercover Powder Hanger dude who's just hanging out in the gas station. Um, God, who else? You've got um, good old Doc Mitchell. Good old Doc. All right. Um, um, what do you think, Dave? Okay, uh, I will. Okay, so we got to kill somebody. Uh, I'm killed. Sunny smiles. Um, annoying. Mm-hmm. Does things in the town weird. Um, <laughs> wants to involve me in things that I'm not involved in. And frankly, I like my personal space. Uh, I'm probably going to. Uh, probably gonna fuck. Uh, oh. Oh, we, we got that. We got that mature rating. Whatever. We did it. I avoided it. I, I did I a good job. I can't. I can't stop it. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, I'm making a decision. Uh, Texas Pete, little Pete, the guy with Easy the dynamite. Pete. I'm Easy gonna. Pete. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna f him. You know. Now I'm censoring myself. Uh, and then I'm gonna marry Victor because that seems like a good monogamous relationship, and he will take care of me because he saves me. Um, and we all talk about Doc Mitchell, but we don't talk about Victor. Why are we talking about Victor? There's Victor. Victor. There's Ringo. I'm looking. I'm looking at the inhabitants right now. That's what I had to do. Ringo. That's so Sunny, Sunny Smiles, and Trudy have basically the same face. Well, I mean, they almost to be have fair, the same face I mean, generated. There's very little variety in '76. Very little. Very little variety. I don't <laughs> know if I could deal with Doc Mitchell. Doc Mitchell's a nice guy. I don't know if I could deal with his mustache. I can't kiss that face. 
I mean, I can deal with this mustache. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, not me. Oh, not me. Boy. Well, I mean, Easy Pete's got a whole beard going for you. So there you go. Um, I think I think I'll murder uh, Doc. <laughs> I think I'm going to. Wow. I'm I'm going to f all of the powder gangers, and then I'm going to marry uh, Victor because he's a robot. Perfect. Mm. Perfect solution. Boys, I think we're at the end of the show. Thanks for oh, joining wait. me. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. whoa. Dave. We got to We got to We got to We got to hear Ken. Ken oh, hasn't Ken. told us. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Uh, Ken is so drunk that now I'm drunk. Go ahead, Ken. I'm not yet. He's uh, been secretly drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to choose <laughs> to marry Sunny Smiles. Because she can teach you stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I am uh-huh. going to uh, F Easy Pete, uh, because that name, <laughs> that name don't come from Man, Both of you guys are you all, all over Pete. Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I bet he's got a lot of experience. You know, he's got, he's, that, he's, he's got that BDE right there, sitting in that chair, you know, just casually relaxing, legs mm-hmm. out, just, just chilling. Mm. It's got skin legs out. Rock, We're going. rock my world. Uh... Yeah, and I would have to kill Victor. Because Victor would want to intrude at some point and continue me on my journey. The question is, how That's far true. would he go to make sure that I kept going? Would he kill my betrothal? All the way. Would he burn all the way to the ground? Victor is not all he appears to be. All the way. Victor and wants on that the note, package. I'm actually going to finish the episode right here. Wait, 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 Victor wait, wants wait, the package. Wait, wait. wait. Oh, I tried Let's, to. I tried to get us to the end. More bad jokes. More bad. Tried. Everybody. I'm sorry, everybody. chat. With me. More, With bad me. Bad jokes. More bad jokes. Sexual innuendo. Oh, I tried to. I tried to cut it off before. All right. Well, we're we're there. Thank you for joining us for this recap of everything that has happened in Fallout New Vegas. We just covered everything. There's nothing else to talk about. We've covered it all. Everything. Covered yep. It all. Covered it all. And next mm. Tuesday, be sh- uh, next Tuesday, uh, next, yeah, next Tuesday. Um, Is that the Halloween week? Yes. Don't forget, uh, next Tuesday, we are going to be doing a very special Halloween episode of the Fallout Hall gonna be uh, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be spooky dave can you do one of those voices uh, yeah hang on hey it's it's me it's Danny yeah, DeVito. Yeah. Danny DeVito's back oh dave's wearing, dave's wearing his costume dave's going but for, it's not <laughs> Danny devito in costume welcome back Danny devito we may it's have it all um you know we may have we may have afghan grandma come back we may sing about the Great Space Coaster. Who knows what'll happen on Tuesday? You never know what's going to happen on the Fallout Hub. Oh. Um, anyway, any anything else you guys want to call out before we go? Anything else I happening? Do, I do podcasts. Uh, I do this one. I do others. Go check out the others. Geography Arcade. Uh, Starfield Lorecast. I do that with Tom. That's pretty fun. Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a ride. Almost up on Apple Podcasts. Apple yeah. Podcasts, why do you take so long? Too long. 
uh, too is it, long. Is it? Ab- is there absolutely no lore about Starfield? Yeah. Do we make lore about Starfield? Maybe. Start. Wait, wait. Starfacts. Start. Yeah. Hold on. Starfacts. Yeah, Starfax um, is what mm-hmm. we're is what we're calling it. Um, it's officially sanctioned by Bethesda. It's the official Starfast Starfield Lorecast. Um, mm-hmm. We're just mm-hmm. yes. We're also the most popular Starfield podcast in the universe. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted, uh, so I'm going to pass this to Ken. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot going on. Um, so. For Halloween, we've got uh, quite a bit that we're doing. This Friday night, starting at 5 p.m., the cast of Chat of Fallout 76 Story is inviting you to the Halloween drive-in. We're going to be uh, broadcasting two really, 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 really bad, awful, terrible horror movies. Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, is going to be our first show. And then Plan 9 from Outer Space, which is uh, a hot mess, but also has uh, a charm to it cult following in the form of, of love for Ed Wood. Um, and then on, let me see, next Thursday, um, the Fallout 76 writers group, I'm going to be doing a special stream where they've written some original Fallout 76 horror stories that are really, really good. So we're going to be um, reading those uh, kind of audiobook style. And then next Friday, um, we'll have a special scary stream and then Saturday, uh, Halloween, is when uh, our season two of Chat of Fallout 76 Story starts with a Raid Bradbury-inspired tale called Halloween in October Country. Wow. Lots of stuff going on. Yes. It's that time. Halloween-wee, baby. Halloween-wee. Halloween-wee? Halloween-wee. Halloween-wee. What do you call a nuclear winner in the apocalyptic aristocracy? Nuki Wentz. Oh, it's Nuki Wentz. Everyone wants Nuki Wentz. Nuki Wentz. I like that. Play some Nuki Wentz. Nuki Wentz, Halloween. Play some Nuki Wentz on Halloween. Halloween. Well, uh, I've got the Fallout Lorecast on Monday night, so come join me at twitch.tv slash robotsradio. You can also check out all the podcasts on the network at robotsradio.net. And look in the look in the show notes guys because there's deals for stuff like audiobooks.com and loot crate and gamefly and green man gaming and nordvpn you can save some money and also get stuff for free like three audiobooks from audiobooks.com just click the link just do it oh my god it's free stuff oh my god we set it up so you guys could benefit and then we benefit also it's a wonderful symbiotic relationship but thank you everybody for joining us for the fallout hub and we will see you next Tuesday, same bat time, same bat channel here at twitch.tv slash the fallout hub, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We will see you later. And until next week, make sure that you stay away from those Cazadors because they're some sons of bitches. See you guys later. And everyone wants Bye. a piece of Easy Pete. And ever-
How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.